0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal Impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord. Gird your armor on. Stand firm, everyone. Hello, Hello, Edwin. How are you today, man? Man, I'm doing good. I am enjoying sipping some coffee out of my new coffee mug. That is such a cool
1: mug. However, I'm, I'm worried that your coffee has gotten cold because all the text that was on there has gone missing. It has.
0: That is one neat thing. Not only does it have the Millennium Falcon on it, but when there's hot, hot coffee in it, it makes words appear. That is truly cool. So I'm impressed. Now now I'm jealous. I'm a little cold. jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe,
1: maybe what we should do is just talk about the Psalms so that I can <laughs> not, not get involved in my jealousy. Well, yeah, I'll tell jealousy.
0: you what, how about I read Psalm 48 from the New King James and you can warm up my coffee. <laughs> okay. Let's do <laughs> That'd it. That'd be go. a win-win. There you go. All right, the New King James, Psalm 48, a song, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God in his holy mountain. Beautiful in elevation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. God is in her palaces and he is known as her refuge For behold, the kings assembled, they passed by together, they saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled, they hastened away. Fear took hold of them there, and pain, as of a woman in birth pains, as when you break the ships of Tarshish with an east wind. As we have heard, so we have seen. In the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish it forever." We have thought, O God, on your loving kindness in the midst of your temple. According to your name, O God, so is your praise to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of your judgments. Walk about Zion and go all around her. Count her towers, mark well her bulwarks, consider her palaces, that you may tell it to the generation following, for this is God, our God forever and ever, he will be our guide even to death.
1: City of God mm-hmm. is what we find here, this praise of God because he dwells here. Um Okay, I got a question for you. Have you ever have you ever travelled anywhere? Sure. So today I want to talk about what kind of traveler you are, Mm -hmm. or what kind of traveler I am. Because in this psalm, I think we find the tale of two
0: travelers. That is well said. I appreciate that. And I think you're right. What we do have in the psalm is the contemplation and the experience Of two groups of people headed for Jerusalem. We pointed out yesterday that, of course, Jerusalem was the focal point of the religious expression of the Jews. And under the law of Moses, uh, once the temple was constructed, prepared for in the days of King David, but actually built and established in uh, King Solomon's reign and thereafter. And yet, when we read Old Testament history, we find different groups of people. Not everyone headed for Jerusalem was going there to worship God and honor God and, uh, you know, pay homage to the king. Well, think about it this way. If it's
1: the center of worship and recognizing these, of course, were theocratic states, these were, uh, you know, theocracies, ancient Israel, ancient Israel. And so if this is where your God and your king dwells, and this is the focal point If we're really going to conquer you as a people, what do we actually have to conquer?
0: Got to go conquer the capital. Got to get to that capital city. city,
1: that city where the king dwells, that city where your God dwells. When we have conquered the city where your God dwells, then we have conquered you. And, and we've conquered your God. And so that just sets up the stage for two different kinds of travelers that are going to be making their way to that city.
0: It does. I think that the other thing I just want to mention before we, we get past it too far is this idea of, well, who was the king of Israel or who is mm. the king of Israel supposed to be? I mean, David makes Jerusalem his city and, and gets his palace uh, constructed there. But then we're going to make a place for the temple of God. That's where God wants to have his house of worship. And God is supposed to be the king of Israel. David, Solomon, they're actually sitting on the Lord's throne or the Lord's throne over Israel. God was always to be their king. Well, that was Psalm 47. Mm-hmm. He's the king. He's the king of Israel. He's
1: the king of the entire earth. Every nation, the Israelite nation and all others sure really should recognize Yahweh as king, And so we come into Psalm 48 and we learn about the city of our great king. And that's specifically what's what's talked about here, which, by the way, Jesus quotes that when he's talking about how honest we should be and not taking oaths by Jerusalem because it is the city of the great king. Yeah. He is referring—this this is In where Psalm. that phrase comes from. So, yeah, God, Yahweh, is the king of Israel. So we're going to have two different kinds of people coming to yeah, Jerusalem. Two different groups. We,
0: we identified one— That is the worshipers. The pilgrims. Talked about them yesterday. Making their pilgrimage trip. That's right. Coming
1: to Jerusalem to participate in the worship, to offer the sacrifices, to see the the dwelling place and house of God. But then there's the warriors, the warriors on the war path who say, we don't want to see it. We want to destroy it. We want to overcome it. We want to conquer it. We want to take it over. Our God is better. Your God is not really king. And so there's these two travelers that are on their way to Jerusalem. And Psalm 48 tells us about their various experiences.
0: It seems like it's contemplated uh, the experiences of the warriors or the enemies of God first. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you look at verse 4, For behold, the kings assembled, they passed by together. They saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled, they hastened away. Fear took hold of them there, and pain, as of a pain in birth pains as when you break the ships of Tarshish with an east wind. Tarshish is a port on the southern part of Spain, and so it would be the larger trade ships that would be sailing around the Mediterranean Sea. The idea that they can be crushed in mighty gales and winds and be sunk, that's the kind of devastating power and wrath that the true God could bring against the enemies of his people and of his palace in Jerusalem. So the warrior
1: traveler comes to defeat and to conquer and to destroy and comes and sees the city of the great God of Yahweh, the king of Israel. And instead, instead of defeating and destroying, flees in fear. We came, we saw, we fled in fear. (laughs) We came, we saw, we split. (laughs) That's That's exactly right. Now. Some would suggest that this is actually telling us about a very particular time in Judah's history in Second Kings, about chapter 18 through 20, okay. when Sennacherib, having defeated Israel, the northern nation, and this carried them a, into... This is
0: an emperor of Assyria, correct? Yes. All right.
1: Having conquered the northern kingdom of Israel and taken them into captivity, has now started making his way through Judah. Mm-hmm. And we we've actually made reference to this particular event in history. It really does make a a great and a potential time, not only for this Psalm, but for the ones that have led up to it, Mm. because he was defeating the armies of Judah. He was was. taking the cities of Judah as he was on his way to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And it provides a a great opportunity for Judah, like maybe the only opportunity for Judah to say, Hey, hey, we're actually keeping your covenant right now. So why are we losing? Mm. And we see that in Psalms 42 through 44, Mm -hmm. but then he comes to Jerusalem and, and rather than defeating Jerusalem, he actually, he doesn't even attack Jerusalem. Because God, in the middle of the night, sends an angel who kills 185,000 of the soldiers. Mm. He flees, and he gets back home, and he actually is, is murdered in the temple of his own God. Mm. His own God can't protect him in Jerusalem, and his own God can't even protect him in his own house, yeah. is how Sennacherib dies. A lot of people think that these Psalms are actually around that period of time. It makes a lot of sense to me. So this may very well, talking about the kings and the princes who have gathered and assembled and then fled in fear, we're talking about potentially Sennacherib and his princes and his soldiers and his captains and his commanders as they are
0: defeated without even tossing a stone at Jerusalem. And just as an aside, that is one of those events where archaeology comes along and brings corroborating evidence that when the records of the kings of Assyria were discovered, Sennacherib chronicles that campaign going through Israel and Judah. He starts naming off the cities, the ones that he fell, we besieged and fell, we took them, we conquered them, etc. Then he gets to Jerusalem, King Hezekiah says, I shut him up like a bird in a cage. And then he goes on and talking about other places. So it doesn't say anything about destroying and it defeating and no. conquering? It mentions the siege, but it doesn't talk about the victory, the plundering, anything like that. He's like, and moving on. Like it did with all the others. Correct. It is out of the pattern of all the others. Interesting. Very interesting. Because there is a siege. Yeah. The, that The happened. kings,
1: the warriors, they come, they travel, they see the city, then they flee. That's right. And so we we actually see that. But there's the second traveler here. Mm. There's the second traveler, and that's yeah. the pilgrim. Mm-hmm. I think we start seeing that one. You read from verse 4 to 7. I think we start seeing the pilgrim in verse 8. As we have heard, so have we seen. In the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, which God will establish forever, we have thought on your steadfast love, O God, in the midst of your temple. As your name, O God, so your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Let Mount Zion be glad. Let the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments. The warrior comes and sees fear and panics Mm -hmm. and flees. Mm -hmm. The pilgrim comes and finds comfort and gladness and joy and protection and strength and righteousness. God is the rock. God is the refuge. This is the place where I can come. It's not a place of fear.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's not a place of fear. And in a sense, we find the world divided into two camps,
0: I mean I I see that I see how this psalm speaks to two dispositions which you might choose either one but your disposition and your position towards God and when you go to meet God that there is the disposition of hostility where one is an enemy to the holy and righteous God, because we persist in our sins, because uh, in our pride we believe we know better and want to make moral judgments against God and against his way, or we are wiser than God and too wise to heed his scriptures. There's just a lot of different attitudes of of animosity and really being on the warpath against God and the things of God. And yet to come and to meet God face to face, to... um, Deal with him, the scripture says, is a fearful thing. A fearful thing. If I come to God hostile,
1: if I come to God as an enemy, mm-hmm. fear is what's going to happen. Yeah. But when I come to God as a friend, as a pilgrim, humbly, with allegiance mm-hmm. and submission, I find peace. I find protection. I find comfort. My fears are assuaged. I, I think about the steadfast, loyal love of this God who dwells in this place.
0: You know, Edwin, in a very ultimate way, each of us will have our moment to meet God. The scripture talks about is appointed for man to die once, and after this, the judgment. And how shall we go to God and see him? Mm. Will we be on this war path? Will we be hostile and enemies, and now we must be God? Or will we be people coming home at that moment to be received by a father? And the difference is the gospel of Jesus Christ and the and the choice is is our attitude now and our willingness to respond to Christ and salvation now, to choose to be his people coming home as opposed to be those those enemies and the unjust who who must meet judgment. I don't want to
1: trample on that. That's 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 almost like the perfect place to end, but I do want to add one thing here on that. Because I think that what's happening in our psalm this week is, is a response and an answer to something that came up in an earlier psalm. Mm. And, and I think it adds to what you just said. So I want to very quickly bring this up. In Psalm 44... It began with, Oh God, we have heard with our ears and our fathers have told us, and then it spent several verses talking about God's deliverance and God's protection. But that psalm was the one where we were when we read it, we kind of wanted to leave the room before we kept talking because because it's an accusation against God for right. not keeping his covenant. We have heard, but we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. And the danger in that moment is giving up. Mm. What we find in our psalm this week is is where God has kept his promise. We have heard and we have seen that it is exactly so as you said. Yeah. And so I want to I want to I want to bring that together with what you just brought up a moment ago. We're going to face God and it's going to be in one of these two places. The problem is between now and that moment when we face God, our enemy is bringing everything he can against us and he wants us to believe that our God is not faithful mm-hmm. and he wants us to believe that our God is not strong and he wants us to believe that everything we've heard about God is not true. What Psalm 48 gets to is it is true. Mm-hmm. Hang on. I promise you what you have heard about God, you will see is exactly true. And and you want to hang on to that because there is coming the moment when you will see
0: him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what you want to be prepared for. Mm-hmm. So Amen.
1: listen, we've gone a little bit long. Why don't you go ahead and wrap us up with prayer.
0: Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Father, for this Psalm 48 and the contemplation of making a journey to meet you And just like the two travelers we read about today, some are on a path, Father, of hostility and rage, the way of this world, to meet you as judge. Others, Father, are on the path of of your goodness and grace to meet you as the rock and the refuge and the deliverer from death, the deliverer from hell, the deliverer and savior of us. And we pray, God, that this day we might know your truth and walk in your path to meet you as Father and King. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Please remember to subscribe, rate and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day.
0: Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward shout aloud Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.